Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kremitzos. I'm so glad that you're here with me today. This is a podcast where you will be hearing stories and tips and strategies about how to build a meaningful business with intention and lots of joy and abundance. You'll recognize Christine McAllister's name because I recently had her on a previous episode talking about her story of losing her baby and how that transformed her life and her business. Well, I'm bringing her back on today because I believe so much in what she does in her business for women. Christine helps women grow six-figure businesses that they love, whether they are building a side hustle and quitting their day jobs or simply unhappy with the businesses that they have built and need a reshift. She does this through private coaching and is absolutely phenomenal at helping her clients achieve their versions of success. She also is the author of the book, The Income Replacement Formula, Seven Simple Steps to Doing What You Love and Making Six Figures from Anywhere. During our conversation, we talk about the mindset shifts it takes to go from an employee mindset to a business owner mindset and how so many of us end up building businesses with that old script. She shares how she's able to guide her clients to taking action on the strategies that they really need instead of doing everything by doing the really deep work inside of personal development. She shares the book that has made the most difference in her sense of self, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, one that so many of my guests have talked about and how it's affected her and her business. She walks us through her first few steps that she takes women through to get to their goals, and she shares how she's able to have those tough conversations with her clients about the real work that needs to be done. Christine's clients have a 75% success rate, meaning 75% of the women that she's worked with are either out of their old jobs or old companies that felt like jobs and sustainably in businesses that they love. Christine is amazing, and I'm so excited to share her wisdom with you. All right, Christine, take me to the moment when you're having those initial conversations with your clients. What are they feeling when they come to you? And why are they even showing up to be with you? I think that for most high achievers, it's really hard to ask for help. And I think that um, a lot of us really want to prove our worth and our value and our ability to do something and to achieve something, as my toddler would say, all by myself, right? (laughs) Me do it all by myself. Mm -hmm. It's the exact same thing I said when I was her age. And now she is teaching me the lesson of how it feels to hear that as a parent a thousand times a day. But when we grow, we have that mindset. We have probably spent years trying to figure this out on our own. Mm-hmm. We've Googled it. We have listened to the free webinars. We have read the books. We've listened to the audiobooks. And we're banging our head against the wall in desperation because we don't know what we're freaking doing wrong. And we I feel think, desperate, right? Yes. We feel like, yes. oh my God, we have to, like, something has to change. Yes. What we're doing is not working. Yes. And so it's hard for the high achiever to ask for help. So by the time I talk to my clients, they're like, this, I gotta, I gotta get some help to make this work because I'm so desperate to figure it out. I want this dream of having my own successful business, whether 
I still have yet to quit the job and I can't see my way out, whether I've already quit and I'm terrified I'm going to have to go back or whether I've been grinding already full time and I'm afraid that I'm going to have to, that, that I can't make it work long term, right? I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I'm desperate to make this happen. So I'm finally willing to ask for help from someone who knows what she's doing and has the kind of results that I want for myself. Talk about those results for a second. You know, I just got through explaining kind of who you are and what you do. You have a 75% what I'm going to call a success rate. What does that mean for your clients? Yeah. So specifically for my clients coming to me in 9 to fives, 75% of them and rising quit as a result of our work together. Which is like the dream, right? Yeah. So, somebody's, so you know, you deal with a, a couple different types of women. One of those are women who are working their day job, might have their side hustle and they're waiting for that. I call it that that magical moment when like, you know, your side hustle revenues are basically, you know, replacing your income and you can make that transition. And that ends up being kind of like a sexy carrot that entrepreneurship holds in front of you. And it doesn't happen that easily or never the way that you would imagine or in the timeline that you would imagine. So it's so valuable to have somebody like you who can really help women manage through that process and say, okay, let's start let's start actually making this happen instead of just like trying to spin your wheels, right? Yeah. And one thing that I hear all the time is like, I never imagined it would happen this fast. Or I hoped it was possible for me, but I never actually thought it was, right? So for all of those women who are quitting their jobs, you know, there are a lot of women I work with also who were were keeping out of having to go back, right? Mm -hmm. We're fixing a business that's struggling. And so we're making them unemployable, which is what they always wanted to be. Oh, I love that you just identified that woman. Like that's that moment in business where it's like, shit, if I don't get this thing to work, like I got to go find a job. Like how many of you listening have like either had that thought in your head or have heard another fellow entrepreneur or maybe have actually said that to somebody like, shoot, if I don't make this work, I have to go get a job. And the whole goal is to not have to go get a job. So you deal with women on both of those ends who are already in business and really just need to get it to work better. And I mean, most importantly... Not that it just is a business that makes money, but that they really enjoy, that they, yeah. they really love it. So I want to dig into what you have found through working with all of these women clients, what you have found that actually works. Like talk a little bit about... They've come to you because they're desperate. Something needs to change, right? Now what do you do? Because they think... And I know this too, as a strategist, and I definitely have been in this position myself, they think that, oh, it's just a new strategy I need. I just need to. I just need to implement that roadmap that somebody has created. I just need to do this thing, and if I just do that well, and if I do it right or perfect, then I'll have the results, right? And so, then that comes with a lot of beating ourselves up for not doing it right and well and perfect, and that's the reason that it failed, not because of anything else. So, talk to me a little bit about what you, what process you take them through to actually create results like that. Yeah. So I believe that most of the work of designing a business that you love, that makes six figures and then more, and that doesn't burn you out is internal, which is why I work with people one-on-one. Because the process of identifying your 
personality, passions, and preferences is deep. And it can be very fast if you're working with someone who knows what they're doing and can help you identify them and then figure out how to package those in a, in a business setting. But otherwise, what tends to happen is we're looking around everyone trying to piece crap together and feeling completely overwhelmed all the time. So we're never actually giving ourselves a chance to succeed with a strategy that's aligned to us. And we feel in our side hustle or in our full-time gig as bad as we did in our nine to five that we hated and couldn't wait to leave because we don't know how to recreate or we don't know how to create anything except recreating how we felt in that job, right? Except maybe it's like, well, I had to work really hard to achieve because I was trained to think like an employee. So that's all I know because all I hear is all these men saying how you have to stay up till three and get up at five, but I have a family. So I guess that means I won't sleep at all. You know, there's so much messed up programming. Yes. And I know you and I see this all the time and identify it and take a stand against it. And you know what, if you would have said this to me a few years ago, I would have been like, well, screw that. Like I'm a, I'm driven. I'm passionate. I, I, I love to do. And and then that's still true. But what I have found is if you operate within a model that is not designed specifically for you, you are going to feel as bad as you did in that nine to five. You are going to want to say, well, screw it. I might as well just go get a job. That would be easier. But you know, in your heart of hearts, like you want this freedom, you want this life, you want to do work that matters to you. You want to succeed on your own terms and be responsible for your own rewards as opposed to going, well, no matter how hard I work or how hard I don't, I ain't getting the raise. That's the worst feeling in the world for a high achiever, right? You touched upon something that I want to unpack because it's massive, which is when you're leaving, if you know, if you've been a jobber before or you're you currently are one, typically that's how most of us were trained, right? And we then go into building a business, that model of employee is all we know. So you mentioned like you know, we're, we're setting ourselves up for failure because we're building... We're just recreating a model that we were trained to create. Yes. That to me tells me that it is a massive amount of energy that needs to go into mindset work. Yes. Completely, not only let go of the script that we have been given and that we know, but to recreate and create a brand new script. And oh my gosh, the personal work there. <laughs> yes. That's why they say, right? Starting a business is the best personal development course you'll ever take, which is great for those of us who are personal development junkies. Yeah. It can also be annoying AF because you got to <laughs> look at your crap in order to be successful. Tell me a story, maybe of your own personal story. I think it'd be really interesting of how you've of a moment like that when you've been in your business, you've been working it and you're, you are kind of in a similar situation, let's say, or at least that, that emotional situation is some of your clients, which is it's not working now what? And you knew and had to go through the process of excavating the internal stuff. Yeah. So I can remember a time that I went all in on a launch and did all of this planning and way more thought 
and strategy and effort than I had ever done in a launch before. And it just was so exciting going in because I knew that it was going to be my most successful ever because of all of the strategy that I put into it. And at the end of the launch, it was a devastatingly low number of sales Mm. to the point where I went, I don't even know if I can cover my expenses for the launch. (laughs) Now I have to deliver this program. (laughs) And it shook my confidence for weeks afterward. I mean, I, I had to start delivering this program that I, to just a few people, and I had envisioned it being this huge thing that was going to change my business and had projected it to be. And so as I was attempting to claw my way out of the pit I'd thrown myself into, I realized that I had realized with the help of a coach, I had made this story about how it has to be hard Mm. and how hard work guarantees results. Because guess what? That's what we've been told and taught. And that's what, what has been programmed in our DNA. And frankly, that's what's been true for the majority of humankind for the majority of our existence. And we are now living in an age when that's not true but we are behaving as if it's still very, very true. It can be easy. It It can be be. easy. Oh my gosh. But to let ourselves behave like that is really tough for most of us. We're going to find ways to make it hard. The truth is like business building doesn't have to be hard. We make it hard. We've all gone through way harder things in our life (laughs) than building a business, but we create that self-imposed difficulty. And so it's really, it was really, really uncomfortable for me to sit with that and realize that I had created just exactly what I believed. Mm-hmm. Just like I see in my clients all the time. And that my work is to start unraveling that, like you said, excavating it, unlearning it for the sake of my clients so that I can serve them better for my own sake, for my family's sake. And I never would have come face to face with that if it wasn't for the help of somebody who really saw me and was all up in my business, literally, and knew the work that I had put in and saw why it went the way that it did and could help me turn that around and release that so that I didn't keep banging my head against the wall to the point where I was ready to give up. Yeah. So what do you do as a coach in those moments, as that person that somebody turns to, you're the mirror. You're the mirror that shows everything. And so I would imagine that you have to walk very carefully in your languaging and know when to push, know when to pull back. So I would love to hear some of how you actually manage those tough conversations with some of your clients. Um, Because we're dealing with you're dealing with decades of stories sometimes. Yeah. You're dealing with some t- childhood stuff. You're dealing with the identity, right? So how do you have those conversations? I think like you, one of my greatest strengths is that I'm very intuitive and I'm very sensitive. I'm an INFJ on the Myers-Briggs. So I'm an intuitive feeler. And I'm also a type three uh, Enneagram, so I'm an achiever. So when you marry those things together, I get it. 
and I can feel other people's feelings and know how they need to be coached and talked with and supported in a way that's different for every single client. And so that's part of, I think, why I'm meant to do this work is because I am able to meet them exactly where they are because I can literally feel it (laughs) through the phone line, right? And that changes from session to session or from talk to talk or whatever. But in those moments, which are often very emotional for people, I am able to hold space for them and also not let them stay. Right. Right. Let them transcend that. Yeah. The gift in it. Right. Yeah. The gift in having this realization and coming to this awareness and then what we do from there. Because everybody's always action oriented, right? Right. I was. That's what I was going to ask. So, how do you come up with a strategy? <laughs> I'm about to like jump off of that point. And, yeah. And, but it's funny because those are the types of women that you're working with, like super yeah. high achievers. Like they want to get they want to get through it and and get it back into action, right? Yep. I would imagine this is why you do the one on one work and why you're so good with it is because every woman and every situation and every you know mindset shift that has to happen requires its own set of actions afterwards. Yes. What have you seen for the women who are courageous enough to do this work? Because that's really what it is. Well, first of all, it's a little bit of a shift, right? Because they're coming to you for the next strategy, right? Desperate for the next strategy. So I would imagine it is a little bit of a disruptive experience in the beginning working with you when when they realize like, whoa, hang on here. It's not just about the next strategy. It's about me and let's kind of do this work. As they move through work with you, how do you like how do you manage them moving through that work? Like obviously you don't want to show up as like the therapist all the time. And obviously right. you don't want to show up as like the, you know, okay, action-oriented, let's go into this, this, and this. But do you have methods that you've used with all of your clients on like how to make sure that they're stepping into action? Like a methodology on kind of yeah. getting to where they want to go and making sure that the constant dance of emotion, mindset, and strategy? Yeah, that's a great question. So when I wrote the book, I identified a somewhat linear step-by-step process that any service-based business owner, I believe, can have nailed down in order to be successful, right? And hit that six-figure mark and then scale from there if they want to. And I think that keeping those in front of me helps me to make sure that we're solving for the right problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I can give you an example. Sometimes women will come to me and say, I just like, no one's been buying my offer. And I'm just so confused as to why. Well, that's step four in my seven step process. And when I ask them questions, usually what I will find is that it's one of the first three steps they haven't done. So step one is deciding literally making a decision. Sometimes women come to me working two, three, four businesses, trying to get one of them to prove themselves in order to give, to trust themselves to be able to go all in on it, as opposed to deciding this is the one that's right for me. And to decide, right, the Latin roots of the word literally mean to cut off. So to decide on one business idea, and also to decide that you are going to build a case for your success, come hell or high water, right? Mm -hmm both of those decisions. And step two is mindset. Is learning to start thinking like, 
an entrepreneur instead of an employee. And that doesn't mean you can't take any strategic action, but if you don't start changing your mindset before you take all the strategic action, it's all going to be misaligned to this old story, right? Step three then is to identify your niche. Mm. Because there are so many fears that come up around, I'm not qualified to serve anyone or who am I qualified to serve or I'm afraid to leave anyone out. And when you have those fears and you create an offer from any of those places, guess who's going to buy it? Yeah. Where's it going? Who's <laughs> right. It? right? Right. So yeah. we have to back it up and go, okay, which one of these things is it that's causing you not to sell? Because if you know exactly who you're taking a stand for in your niche and you believe that you can help them, and you've already decided that in your mindset and you've made the decision that this is going to work, creating the offer is like super simple. We can knock that out in 15 minutes, right? right. If right. you've got that stuff all messed up in your head, it's never going to feel clear and you're never going to feel confident that you have something of value to offer that you can charge for. Mm. About how long in the process of a client working with you do they see oh my gosh, I'm going to be able to quit my job. Oh my God. Like when is that moment when they're like, oh, this is really happening. Not just excitement that they're moving towards it, but like that, oh my gosh, it's really going to happen. And most likely by that point, they've already been trying to figure this out for a long, long time. So when is that moment typically? And what does that feel like for you? That's a great question. So it depends on where in the the seven steps they come to me. Like if they have any inkling of what they want to do, because sometimes they are just like, I never thought I want to be an entrepreneur, but I know I want freedom. And so I think this is the vehicle. And then we're starting from a really, really basic place, as opposed to somebody who comes to me with a developed side hustle. Um, But I would say it's probably within a couple of months of us working together where they can really see the vision because we have a bunch of these pieces honed in and we know, okay, you need to sell this many of your thing in order to replace your income, right? And to me, it's the greatest satisfaction. Like I just got a message from one of my clients this morning who went to a two-day thing where she presented to a couple dozen women and came home with like two clients booked and paid and four more who are going to. And I just... I just... It was a voice message. I sat on the floor and I was smiling from ear to ear. And I was just like, this is it. Like this is my life's work to help other women succeed at theirs. And there's, there's nothing greater than helping, helping these women get free and really freeing them to do what they were created to do in the world. I mean, that is how I believe the world gets served, right? Because of the way that we as women behave and live and support each other and reinvest in our families and, you know, rise with each other when we are empowered to do so. And so that is why, yeah, there's no greater failing for me in business than, than helping them hit those milestones. Christine, you mentioned that you're, you know, big personal development person. I think, I think you are, if you're a business person, like if you've been in this game of business at all, I think you learn that you need to keep (laughs) that at the forefront at all times. I would love for you to share a few of either books that come to mind that have been been revolutionary for you and or practices that you have that help you keep in tune with 
your sense of self, your sense of what do I need to be working on and what needs to get shifted or what like that voice that guides you. I would love to know some of the practices that you have to make sure that you're hearing her and maybe some books that have been pretty transformative for you in, in your process. Yeah. I'll start with a book that I read at the beginning of building this business and that I continue to revisit at least once a year. And that's The Big Leap. Yes. Hendrix. Hendrix. So good. So good. It gives me chills even just to say the title. I was just having a conversation with my dad about this who... And he's semi-retired. And I was explaining the concept of this book, which is that we all have an inner set point for happiness that's set when we're very, very young. And that our work is to become aware of it and learn to transcend it so that we can have success in all areas of our life. And he was like, that is really profound. Here he is, you know, at the end of his career, being unaware that something like this has driven a lot of his outcomes. And I, when I read that book for the first time, I went, I feel seen in a way that a book has never helped me to (laughs) feel before. Mm -hmm. And I found that to be true with every one of my clients who's read it. So I think that's a pretty universal thing among my community. And so I can't recommend that book enough. And I like the Audible version because I can listen to it on the go. So that's my number one book recommendation. Practices. Well, I can give you a shout out here because meditation has been completely transformative for me. So thank you for doing that work. Thank you. Thank you. Helpful. (laughs) Yeah. That's why I I do it. (laughs) Exactly. I know. So I think that I was a person who didn't have time for the softer stuff in my previous life, in my, in my previous work. I was like, I don't have time for a morning routine. I'm just going to get down to billable hours. Right. And what I've discovered as we talked about is that that got me where it got me, which was burned out. And that creating the life that I want is so much easier when I... It's going to sound really woo-woo, especially for someone as like down to earth as me, but that just shows you how powerful this stuff is. When I come back to myself, when I feel like grounded and powerful within myself. And the first time someone said like, put your hand on your chest and like, just, just, you know, feel yourself being there. I was like, what is she talking about? That's the weirdest (laughs) thing ever. Who is this person? (laughs) But it was someone I really trusted. And so she probably knew that was about as far as she could push me. And so I tried it and I was like, well, that feels weird. I don't know. Well, years later, I'm now like, thank you, Henrietta. Like that is really powerful. I can feel my my energy coming back together as opposed to being really, really scattered and all over the place and multitasking, doing 50 different things at once. When I can stop for a moment and breathe and listen to one of your meditations, I can go, okay, I have the ability to create exactly what I want. I have the ability to decide how I'm going to feel about this day, whether my kid kept me up all night or whether I just woke up feeling anxious for no good reason. I can still create this day exactly as I want on my terms. And guess what? That means I can do the same thing with my life. Like Ultimately, it's up to us to decide. And so for me, meditating and getting quiet, especially because I have a very active, very sensitive, very input, input, input all the time type of mind is absolutely key to me staying focused. 
and becoming a more and more successful person in, in business and in life. Mm. Uh, so good. So good. That's just continues to amaze me what a common... How common that is. Like women are getting that. Like I've got to be quiet. I've got to make space for myself. And it doesn't matter what it looks like. If it looks like you sitting on a meditation pillow, you know, touching your fingers with incense in the background, awesome. If it's you like getting five minutes in the car before you go into your crazy house, like it's that. If it's you going on a walk, it's that. But whatever it is, it's, you know, I call it the pause. It's like just pause and and you can listen to her. You can hear her, you know. Mm-hmm what feels good, what doesn't feel good, what needs to get addressed, what doesn't need to get addressed, where you need to push, when you need to step back, you know, when you need to give yourself grace, when you need to like go all in. So thank you for that. I think that's so, so vital. I am having you here again because I so believe in the work that you do. You know, on the last episode that we did not so long ago, we really got to hear so much about your story. And for you listening, I'm going to go ahead and link that episode in these show notes because you're going to be fascinated and just fall in love with Christine from her story and what she's gone through. And it brings us here to who you are and who you have the passion to show up as in the world and how you really want to help. And I just continue to be such an advocate for women and women supporting women in doing what we love. And to me, it's my own personal advocacy and i guess i don't like to word use the word fight for but that sense of i will do more of putting light on women who are doing great things in this world who are in alignment and on the journey right it's a constant journey of alignment and evolution and transcendence and women who are doing that for other women it brings me so much joy to do it because the more women we have out there who are doing stuff that they really love to do. The more happiness that they have, the more joy that they have, the more joy they have to give, the more giving and the more love exudes of all of that. Talk, talk about woo-woo you know, for me. I mean, it's, it's all of this, like this giant kumbaya moment. But it's for me, I honor that work that you do because it is a hard journey going from employee to entrepreneur. It is hard. Like no no bones about it. It is a tough journey. And you are one of those gorgeous women who makes that bridge a very rapid so it doesn't have to take a decade of your life or more and b ultimately enjoyable and getting to a place where you really get to enjoy or and all along the way you get to enjoy what you're doing and how it is you're doing it and how you're showing up to the world. So I just really want to honor you for the work that you're doing. And if you listening, if you are in a place where you're feeling desperate and you really are just like, ah, either you're working your side hustle and really desperate to make it your full-time gig or you're in your company and it's, it's just not making you happy right now. I really encourage you to talk to Christine. The work that you do is just so amazing. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm thrilled. Thank you for doing the work that you do as well. 